Yes, Commissioner. Batman, thank goodness I've reached you. Something terrible has happened at the Gotham Film Institute. Holy Cecil B. DeMille, isn't the Institute having a major charity ball today? Indeed, old chum. Tell me, Commissioner, what has happened for you to call upon our services? Two men smashed through the doors in a vehicle shaped like a giant canister of film stock and stole all the prints of the third man. This can be the work of none other than those felonious film fans' best boy and the grip. Quickly, Robin, to the Batmobile! Hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic film and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, it's bad, isn't it, Steve? Oh, yeah, boy. When we <laughs> when we blow a no-hitter, we blow a no-hitter, don't we? And we're blowing it hard this time. Wow. Me and you, blowing. We're, we're just giving up a grand slam on the very next pitch. Yep. That's right, baby. So, Steve, mm-hmm. what horrible movie could live up to that buildup? <laughs> well, there are a few, but we have definitely picked one of them. We are reviewing the infamous franchise-killing 1997 superhero epic bomb, Batman and Robin. Oh, I bet yeah. that's going to hurt real bad. Maybe. Unless maybe it's not as bad as everyone thinks it is. It, right, Steve? We'll, we'll find out. Maybe it's reputation has been cemented by a bunch of dark, gritty Batman fans crying into the internet for the last 20 years. <laughs> I, I feel personally attacked. I well, well, that's why I have you in my sights. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Steve, yeah. do you have any trivia for the movie Batman and Robin? I do, actually. Uh, the first bit of trivia is, of course, the uh, the uh, role of Batman in this film is taken up by one George Clooney. Who believed immediately after completing the film that they had killed the Batman franchise and said so to people privately. He has also occasionally been known to refund the cost of tickets to people who tell them they saw the movie. Uh, because he's just that nice of a guy. Um, that's nice. Yeah. Is he refunding it in 1997 prices? I would or? I would guess he is. I mean, okay. he, he didn't get rich by giving away a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, the second bit of trivia that I, that I thought was very interesting, su- yeah. surprisingly, although it makes sense if you think about it, mm-hmm. this is the first Batman film since the 1966 Adam West Batman film to yeah. not be nominated for an Oscar in any category. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How is that possible? Well, because Batman, Batman Returns, and Batman Forever were all nominated for Oscars in technical uh-huh. categories or for costuming or makeup. I have a piece of trivia. Are you ready? Yeah. This is the only Batman movie where Batman doesn't fucking kill anyone. Yes, that is also true. <laughs> This is, and I actually, if they had put either that, through inaction on his own part, if, if they had put that on the poster, it might have helped the grosses. The only <laughs> Batman movie where Batman doesn't fucking kill anyone. It's also the only Batman movie where he shows compassion. Remember, there used to be a compassionate Batman. Remember him? You don't think he shows compassion in Batman Returns when he stuffs the bomb down the guy's pants and kicks him into <laughs> a stairwell, and then he explodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, let's get on to who made it. You ready? Let's do it. 
It was directed by Joel Schumacher. You know Joel Schumacher. He also made uh, the one before this, <laughs> Batman Forever, right? Yes, he did. He was the one hired to, to save the franchise from the incredibly successful Batman Returns. Incredibly successful, but dark, yes. gross, pointless, and and not to spoil awful, any, and, and and not to spoil anything in case we ever review that movie. Um, hilarious, uh, hilarious. I don't, I don't remember laughing at all watching that Batman Returns. I watched it. I watched it recently. Batman Returns is hilarious. Is it? It's okay. hilarious. Uh, but anyway. Okay. Yes. Produced by Peter McGregor Scott, written by Akiva Goldsman, who's also written. Um, I didn't do any research. <sighs> I, I will. I will. I will. He wrote. Uh, here's here's the one you should remember for Akiva <clears throat> Goldsman. He wrote. Yes. Uh, he wrote the screenplay for A Beautiful Mind. Yes. For which he won the Oscar, which makes yes. Akiva Goldsman the shittiest screenwriter to ever win an Oscar. <laughs> because, Are you sure about because that? Because he's a shitty screenwriter. He, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, really? Because Ben Affleck and and Matt Damon won an Oscar. Yeah, but their script for Goodwill Hunting had to be a lot better than like the and best we remember script all of their other great scripts after that, right, Steve? <laughs> they were just a couple of young kids trying to get their foot in the door, man. Okay. Uh, all <laughs> just because right. they didn't turn into Robert fucking Town doesn't mean that they were <laughs> shitty screenwriters. <laughs> I'm not implying that they had a ghostwriter. Anyway, how dare um, you, sir? I know it's. I know. How I know. dare you? Based on characters by Bill Finger. Ah, ah that's thought I right. was going to say a different name, did you? Thought I was going to say Bob Kane. That son of a bitch, you, <laughs> you little bastard. You quoted. You, you said an accurate fact. You glory hog. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay, let's get this out of the way. Bob Kane is almost always credited as being the creator of Batman. But had we just gone with Bob Kane's creation of Batman, we wouldn't be talking about a Batman movie today. No. Want to know why? <laughs> because Bill Finger is responsible for the majority of the stuff that we think of when we think of Batman. Oh, yeah. You know, a guy in a color-coordinated costume, not one wearing a bright red cape and yellow boots and God knows what else. <laughs> You know, Batman. Yeah, you know, Bill Finger, the creator of the Joker. Yeah. You know, Bill Finger, the creator of just about everything that has to do with Batman. Yep. Well, that's why I'm saying Bill Finger, and I'm never saying Bob Kane's name ever again. <laughs> also, uh, Jerry Robinson, who was an artist who worked in Kane's studio, who actually does, came up with a lot of the early character design stuff for Batman yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I forgot to bring this up. Uh, Joel Schumacher, when he took this on, um, he was under a lot of pressure for this movie because Warner really, they, they wanted to distance themselves a little bit from Batman Returns when they made Batman Forever. Right. And that worked out well because it made money. So they just said, Joel, go as far away from that as possible. And Joel said, okay, I'm going to take my influences from the 1966 Batman and from the art of Dick Sprang, right? Right, yes. And so... <laughs> That was, you know, good. But at the time, and I'm going to bring this up later with my not recommend at the end. <gasps> yeah, you heard that yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> what? The Shyamalan twist at the beginning. One of the reasons why this movie failed so hard as a debt, right? And we're going to get to the failure part in a second. All right. <laughs> Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dr. Victor Freeze and Mr. Freeze. So, um, hey, Steve. Uh-huh. How much money do you think they paid Arnold Schwarzenegger to do this movie? All of it. <laughs> it was a lot. It was like $20 million. It was a huge... $25 yeah. Million. yeah. Almost, well, it's not quite a quarter of the budget, but getting closer around there. $25 million for that performance. <laughs> <laughs> Money hey, well Steve. spent. 
you know that they rewrote the script when they cast Arnold Schwarzenegger? Wow. It was a different script. They re- guess, guess, did, did they rewrite guess, it for Arnold? <laughs> guess, guess who they wanted to play Mr. Freeze? Well, I know there were rumors at the time. I mean, almost everybody. I know Patrick Stewart's name was floated. Patrick Stewart was um, specifically. Yeah, and I think there was one or two others sort of of the same type, like sort of like an older, more more distinguished actor uh-huh. that they obviously chose to go in a different direction. They obviously chose a specific actor who could say some of the dialogue that we that they still retained for this character in the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. George Clooney is Bruce Wayne and Batman. Val Kilmer was busy making The Saint. You know, that hit movie that we're all talking about now, and he couldn't come back and do it. <laughs> so it worked out well people, for everyone. Well, a lot of people said... Well, Val Kilner quit, and we fired him. So they had every intention of bringing him back, yeah. but he was just like, no, and then I'm going to go make a movie with uh, Marlon Brando out in the middle of nowhere. That'll be great. And look at him now. His career just continued to soar. That's right. Chris O'Donnell is Dick Grayson Robin, and he's now in, uh, he's doing, um, he's, he's, he's alive. He, um, he's doing <laughs> one of those CBS procedural shows, like NCIS, you know, Sacramento yeah. or something. I'm not sure which one it is, but. <laughs> Whatever. We're working. Uma Thurman as, I don't know how to act in one of these movies. <laughs> I'm sorry, as Dr. Pamela Isley or Poison Ivy. There was a rumor that Julia Roberts wanted this part. It's not true, because they all said if Julia Roberts wanted the part, she would have gotten it, and they would have just, she would have just gotten an ass for I think rumors of anybody wanting any of these parts are to be doubted seriously. Mm-hmm. Alicia Silverstone as Barbara Wilson. Yep. Barbara Wilson. Yep. Or Batgirl. Yep. Oh, okay, that's, that's different. You guys know Alicia Silverstone. She was in a bunch of uh, music videos that made you feel uncomfortable because she looked like she was 13 years old. She's been all sexy. (laughs) And she has the acting ability to back that up. Has she ever done anything convincing on screen? No? Okay, let's keep going. (laughs) Michael Goff is Alfred Pennyworth, the only connective tissue of all the original four movies. Yeah, he's just there to remind you that the Tim Burton movies and these movies exist in the same universe, so then blood will come out of your nose (laughs) and you'll have to go lay down. Well, also Pat Hingle That's true. as the worst Commissioner Gordon ever filmed. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Yeah, he's not I the greatest. I hate this Commissioner Gordon so much. It's like they took the Commissioner from the original 1966 Batman. This goes all the way back to the first Batman with Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. It's like they took the Commissioner uh, uh, from the 1966 Batman, and they took, um, what was his name, O'Hara? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they combined them, or actually, they just basically threw away the Commissioner and just made O'Hara the Commissioner (laughs) of Police. And then they ignored him. (laughs) And they ignored him. Because he's barely even in the movie. (laughs) John Glover as the only guy that gets it. I mean, the yes, only guy that's true. who understands he, un- he understands what movies in, doesn't he? Oh boy. As Dr. Jason Woodrue. John Glover is also the voice of the Riddler on the Batman animated series. Yes, he is. And he's also a great character actor, and he's been tons of stuff, and he would have made a great Joker. Oh, yeah. He's he's great in almost everything he does. He's fantastic. L. McPherson as I'm kind of in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to do and nothing to say. And, uh, there's no, uh, this, I, why is she in this? Why is anybody in this? 
I don't know. It's and you know the 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 weird part like for longtime Batman fans, the character she plays, Julie Madison, is Bruce Wayne's very first love interest from the comics. Like she goes all the way back to thirty nine. I'm pretty sure girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, she's his girlfriend, and she's like she's in this movie for like five minutes, and she does absolutely nothing. And Steve, there's a really good reason why anybody's in this. It's because whenever someone walked up and say, "How would you like to be in a Batman movie?" They heard a cash register sound <laughs> yeah. in the back of their head. Ka-ching. Vivica A. Fox and I think I have two lines <laughs> and then I disappear like smoke. Yes. <clears throat> As Miss Oh boy. Say it. As don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you brought this As... on yourself. <laughs> As Miss Behaven. Miss the letter B Haven. <laughs> Get it. Get it? Yeah, it's good. It's funny. Vandella Crisboom as I can hold my breath a long time. I'm sorry, as Nora Freeze. <laughs> no lines. Elizabeth Sanders as Gossip Gertie. Man, that's man, that sounds like something from a 1930s comic. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Robert Jeep Swenson as Bane. Um, Robert died two months after this movie came out. Yeah. Um, he was a stuntman, wasn't he? He was a stuntman and he was also a wrestler, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had such great lines as exit and bomb. Yes, which he repeated over and over again, I think, to taunt the filmmakers. Because he could see it coming. He knew. Michael Reed McKay as Antonio Diego or the Skinny Bane. Eric Lloyd as young Bruce Wayne. Jack Betts as party guest. (laughs) Who could forget party guest? Patrick Leahy as himself. I blanked that completely out of my mind. I don't even know... Jesse yeah. Ventura as Arkham Asylum Guard. Yes, we get Arnie and Jesse reunited again from their Predator film in yes. this movie. And it is a heartfelt reunion, isn't it? <laughs> Nikki Cat as Spike and John Ingle as the Doctor. Music by Elliot Goldenthal. Cinematography by Stephen Goldblatt. Edited by Den- Dennis Ferkler and Mark Stevens. Production company Warner Brothers Pictures. Ah, oh, Warner Brothers always producing quality whenever you touch a comic book franchise, aren't you? <laughs> pumping them right out. They just keep getting better and better at it. <laughs> Distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures, it was released on June 20th, 1997. Running time, 125 minutes. Budget, $125 million. Box office, $238.2 million. So it made its it made its budget back, and it made back its advertising costs, but it didn't make enough money for them to go, let's make another one. So right. they didn't. <laughs> they just let it sleep for a few years. According to what I've read, at when they were end, wrapping up filming for this, everyone was set to come back for another one, even yeah. George Clooney. Yeah, oh yeah, there was supposed... They, a lot of people thought there was going to be another one, yeah. Yeah, and the next one, they had their fingers crossed that maybe they could get Jack Nicholson to come back to reprise his role as the Joker. I remember How? hearing I that, don't too, know. yeah. <laughs> it would all be a dream. <laughs> and also, Harley Quinn would have been in yeah. as Joker's daughter. Ew. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it makes me feel I don't gross. like that. Ugh, would she be calling him pudding no, and stuff? No, no, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> this can't exist. Thankfully, time travel. Can't say it too loud, or it's going to wind up in a current Warner Brothers oh, DC don't, movie. Don't let Zack Snyder hear that. What if she's actually the Joker's daughter? No, Zack Snyder is out of the picture. We got to face facts. Well, okay, Goyer is Goyer still hanging around? Nope. Oh. I think they've they've cut themselves loose. Of oh, all thank those. God. 
I mean, Aquaman has made so much goddamn money for them. Yeah, like, that's, oh, what yeah. did we do there? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's like people enjoyed seeing the movie. It's like when they were watching it, they were having a good time. What is that? I had a weird feeling. <laughs> we made money and people liked it. I don't know what that's like anymore. Are we doing this right? <laughs> Wait, that's, that's what's supposed to happen. That's what always is supposed to happen? <laughs> the people like the movie and it makes money? <laughs> okay. All right, Steve, you yeah, ready? Let's do this. Okay, let's get on our bat belts. Yeah. Let's put on our, our nipple armor. I want to show you my butt in the rubber let's, suit. Yeah, okay, let me see. Check yeah, it out. Looks good. Yeah, yeah right? it looks good. Steve is literally lifting himself up in his chair. <laughs> Check it out. Let's get our cod pieces. Oh, yeah. And the bat- batarangs and all of our other gear. And let's run into Gotham City as we enter the world of Batman <laughs> and Robin. <laughs> Steve? Take it away. I love your, your dramatic narrator voice. The world of Batman and Robin. <laughs> here are masterpieces here. <laughs> well, we get one of these uh, now standard uh, super duper CGI ultra impressive Joel Schumacher opening title sequences where we're in like a digital nebula or something. Everything's red and cloudy and foggy. And then the names just start flying out at well, us. Well, first of all, someone left the Bat logo in the freezer <gasps> tool. Oh, someone decided to just rip off the aesthetic of Batman Returns. <laughs> they said, we already did this cold shit like one movie ago. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah, all of, the, all of the credits have to come screaming at us from all different directions, right? Yeah, yeah. And it goes on for a really long time. Because, like, five people get this billing. It's not just, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger and George Clooney. It's Schwarzenegger, Clooney, O'Donnell, oh, God, Uma Thurman, Silverstone. It's like, why do they all... <laughs> they all get the fucking CGI super credits? Pat Hingle. Pat <laughs> Michael Goff as Alfred the <laughs> you Butler. You know, that old guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the Batman symbol and the Robin symbol fly at each other. And they and combine. And they combine and they make a yeah. baby. They don't make a baby. And the baby is the title of the movie, Batman and Robin. Yeah. yeah. And so now we cut to a shot of them. Uh, I want to say that it's Batman and Robin gearing up. Yes. But what it, all it is is nipples and butts and dicks. Yep. Just nipples and butts and dicks. Extreme close-ups of just body parts being inserted into rubber Not you know, even apparatuses. That. It's just literally just the rubber parts. Yeah. They turn around and we see the nipples and the butts yep. <laughs> and the cod pieces. And we're like, what? what's happening? What's going on? Are they putting on clothes? Is this what's going on? But yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And then we're in the back cave and they go up and they, they Batman's like, let's go. Yeah. And Robin's like, yeah, yeah, I want a car. And he's like, shut up. And he says that line, Super, this is why Superman works alone. Yeah. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He has lots he's of friends J- and allies. Got Jimmy Olsen, Martian Manhunter, Crypto. What about Crypto? There used to be a comic called Superman's Pal, Jimmy Olsen. That was the title of the book. He willingly hung out with people and endangered their lives. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah. As Superman. Um, yeah, well, we, we get a, an insight into the current state of the Batman-Robin relationship because you will notice the Batmobile is now a one-seater. Yeah, the Batmobile is now a one-seater. <laughs> he doesn't want it that also, kid anywhere near him. In the height of concealment and, and being scary and dark, it's also uh, brightly lit with blue neon underneath <laughs> yes. it. Which looks cool, but doesn't really 
do anything. Doesn't make any so, sense. Was it, is someone literally going to say, "Well, so uh, Batman went that way. What was he driving?" I don't. I don't know. It was just like a big neon thing. It was like a like a. I don't know. I had a mental breakdown. <laughs> I think I had an epileptic seizure because it's all bright lights and shining and stuff. It was like a light up hearse, but it was backwards. Like the long yeah. part was in the front. I don't the know. The Batcave has become like a rave. It's yeah. like there are lasers. There's lasers. And... <laughs> There's just lasers. But Robin has his own ride. He's got his own. He's got a motorcycle. Yep. Called the Red Wing. Called the Red. Got called it. the Red Bird. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Called the Red Bird. Which also, sorry. which also used to annoy me in the '90s because in the '90s in the comics, Robin had a Red Bird as well, but it was an awesome car. Oh, did he? Not he a had motorcycle. He had a car because he could because he got his driver's license and he could drive. I, I like yeah because it's important for vigilantes to have a driver's license. Well, yeah, it's a big. <laughs> did moment. he leave the mask on when he got his picture taken? Yes, he had a Robin driver's license and. When, when the cops pull over Batman or Robin for speeding, do they do they knock on the window? Knock, knock, knock. Come on. License and registration, please. Does he give him the Dick Grayson driver's well, license? Hopefully he gives him the Robin license. How? Uh, he has to fumble. Where like, it just has question marks where it has age weight. <laughs> None of your business. No, it, it's all legit, but he puts his finger over it so the cop can't see it and thereby yeah. deduce his secret identity. And then Alfred's there going, bye-bye, everyone, bye-bye. <laughs> I'm okay. And then he has gas or something. Yeah, he puts he his, he a, like slumps like against the wall. Like, oh, <laughs> I've got to go sit down. Saying goodbye to them really took it out of me. But they're racing off to the museum because Mr. Freeze is there. Yeah. And, and Mr. Freeze looks like a football player made out of silver with more of the blue glowy lights. <laughs> yes, he stole some of Batman's blue glowy lights. <laughs> And he and he wants a diamond or something. He wants a big diamond. Yeah, which is why he right? went to the Gotham all-purpose museum of everything. Yeah, <laughs> which had dinosaurs. And I don't know what else. Like is the in historical there. artifacts. Looks like like yeah. there's like a vase. And he's got a gun that can freeze stuff yeah. and people. Um, and uh, then Batman shows up, and uh, it turns out he has uh, Mister Freeze has hockey hooligans, <laughs> and they attack. And then Batman and Robin have ice skates to pop out of the yeah, bottom of their yeah. shoes. Because right? ice hockey, see, it's on theme. Yeah, it's all on theme. Ice hockey. <laughs> ice hockey. It's all on theme. They have <laughs> hockey sticks and stuff. Shut up. They all have stuff. Stop yeah, it. They have. No, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Bat shark repellent. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> if he had pulled out a can of bat shark repellent, I would have, this movie, I would have been all about it. You would have pissed yourself off. I would have been like, anyway. he gets it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of hot, you know, diamond hijinks, and then he gets, the, Freeze gets the diamond, and he gets into his big ice tank thing that has a rocket in it. <laughs> yes, it has a rocket. <laughs> and Batman gets into the rocket, and then Freeze goes, ah, I was hoping you'd come in here, and then he launches the rocket. Yeah, and he freezes Batman's hands, like, to the floor so he can't get up. Yeah, and he's like, ha ha, now you're going to go up into space, and you're going to freeze to death, and then he leaves. Yeah, right? yeah, he jumps out. But luckily, Robin is like stuck on the outside and he gets in and he uses his little laser and he melts um, Batman free and then they jump out using the doors as as surfboards yep in the air 
Yep. They sure do. Batman and, and Robin don't have superpowers, by the way. I just want to point that out. They don't. And so they go, they chase him down, and he freeze lands is on the ground, and then uh, what happens? Uh, oh, they land they in, chase him. Yeah, they land in like the smokestack of a big furnace that he freezes, yeah. and then they, they, they chase mm-hmm. him through a bunch of doors, and yeah. And then Robin's like, I'll get him, and he fucking just dives at him and freeze freezes yeah. him. and freezes him, and he takes the thing, and he goes, ha-ha, now you have to decide what you're going to do. Either catch me or save your friend. You have 11 minutes. And Batman's like, crap. Anyway, so... <laughs> Get back in the cave. <laughs> so he leaves. Batman drops Dick Grayson into a, a conveniently placed <laughs> yeah. uh, a, thing a, a, of a water. Pool. There's a reflecting He'll pool in this factory. a reflecting pool in this factory. <laughs> He heats the water up with his laser, which makes the water turn red yep. somehow. Sure. And then back at the cave, he, after Dick's no longer a frozen dick, he's he's like, <laughs> no, 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 we got to cut. We cut away. We cut away to a uh, a spooky castle oh, laboratory that's right, on yeah, Skull yeah, Island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we cut to generic South American nightmare world. Yes. And inside this this castle laboratory, we meet Pam Isley, who, who talks into her exposition device. Yes. I mean, into a tape recorder about what she wants and what she wants to eat. She wants to protect the plants because plants have been exploited and 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 destroyed by humans for all these years and now she's she's going to do she has genetically engineered this new kind of plant that will be able to That's like a snake yeah, and a plant. Yeah. It's a snake plant. It's a snake plant. It's like um the the talk We see one later it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. It's like from Little Shop of Horrors. Even worse. Yeah. It's just a snake head stuck in a plant. <laughs> And yep, she's that's not too far off from her comic persona. She's not really, yeah. Um, And she's also like, I work for this this doctor, and he keeps stealing my research, and I wonder what he's up to. So she sneaks into (laughs) where he is, and he is making banes. Yes, and conducting an auction with apparently like dictators of the world. Yeah, I mean Kim Jong Un is there, and Saddam Hussein, or I'm sorry, who was Kim Jong Un's father? Kim Jong Il. Yeah, Kim Jong-il is there, because it is 1997. All the bad guys, Idi Amin, he wasn't alive, but I don't care, but a guy who looks like Idi (laughs) Amin. He was there. Yeah. Right. And and he's like, I can make super soldiers. Everyone put your orders in. And they're like, whoa. And then he sees Pamela, and he's like, join me, and I want to fuck you, and we can be partners, and it'll be great. And she's like, no, what you're doing is wrong. And so he he has a great line. (laughs) Yeah. He has a wonderful reaction. Yeah. What does he say again? Oh. He said, yeah. He says something like, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, but unfortunately, I've never been very good at rejection. I'm afraid you'll have to die. (laughs) (laughs) And he pushes her over into a a thing of chemicals and then knocks over more chemicals and the chemicals melt the ground. Yeah, the ground eats her or something. That's right. And then that's that. Well, so much for her character, I guess. Yeah, she's probably gone for good. We cut back to... Freeze's lair. Freeze is doing something that could have been funny had it been anybody but Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it's not, where he's trying to get them to sing the Snow Miser song from uh, Rankin Bass thing. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Rudolph Shiny New Year, I think? No, 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 that's the one with the baby. No, no, Santa Claus is coming to town. I don't know. No, I don't no know it's not Santa Claus is. is coming to town. It's, it's the one it's where one Santa's the, sick. It's, it's one of the later, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not one of the better remembered ones. Yeah, yeah. It's, I remember it. I mean, I, I remember. Remember too, but it's not like everybody. Re- you know what I'm saying. Everybody remembers it. 
<laughs> well, Mr. Freeze definitely does. Yeah, it does. And his t- henchmen are freezing and trying to eat frozen... <laughs> frozen TV dinners. Frozen TV dinners. <laughs> and there's a lady there, which is Misbehaven. Mm-hmm. She has one line and then disappears from the fucking movie. Yep. I think there's a cut scene where something happened to her. I don't know. but I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they designed tries... a costume for her and everything. Barely a costume. <laughs> she hits on him. Yeah. He goes, buh, no. And uh, then he goes in, and we see that he's got a wife in a tube in, like, an aquarium or something, right? Right. No, right. no, he does, we a... don't see it yet. We don't see it yet because... Oh, that's true. Yeah, he, but he, he just talks her. that his wife has, is dying. Oh, no, no. Then we... I can't remember. Oh, no. You know what? We got it all mixed up. Up. You know what happens? What happens? Okay, so after a dude kills him, we go back to the bag cave and they're talking about Victor Freeze and they're watching Victor Freeze's home home tragedy movies. Yeah, where he gets blown up and he gets dropped into a thing of chemicals. It's always yeah. a thing of chemicals. Yeah, he, he needed. It's his fault. There was no safety railing. Yeah, and it's changed him so that he can't live outside of subarctic temperatures. That's why he has a suit. And also his wife was dying of MacGuffin syndrome. <laughs> and um, uh, what else? Oh, and his, his suit uses lasers. To make it to, cold. To keep it cold. And yep. it's powered by, by diamonds. Yep. Diamond lasers to keep how, it cold. How? How, Steve? How? Is no, it, no. Every time we come back to this, he's like, I'm low on power. And he pours more diamonds into his suit. I know. What, like the, it's he's stoking a coal furnace. How does that like, work? Is it burning the diamonds? <laughs> I thought that it was like using the diamonds to like focus the lasers or something. No. no. Apparently, he just dumps some diamonds into a he, hole. There's a scene where he <laughs> grabs diamonds and says, energy. And I'm like, <laughs> like how? That's not like, how diamonds work. He's like a Decepticon needing energon cubes. <laughs> and then Robin's a, uh, is is being a dick. Yeah, get used to that. Complaining more and more about how he yeah. doesn't trust you and blah blah and blah, 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 blah. And then Alfred farts around and talks to Bruce, and then uh, this happens a lot. Every time Alfred talks to Bruce, Bruce has a psychotic flashback. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> My wife nailed it when we were watching it. She said it's like they're living in Hill House. Yes, it is. <laughs> he sees ghosts every time Alfred says anything. He's like, oh, remember when I was eight years old and I fell and Alfred picked me up? Wow. Now, I, I would like to say, to its credit, at least they're not fucking flashbacks about his goddamn mommy and daddy. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm there with you 100%. At least they're flashbacks that pertain to <laughs> his relationship they're with the man that to actually the movie we're him. watching, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> no, we cut back to the thing, and um, uh, uh, Poison Ivy is here now. Yeah, she takes the elevator up from the, the hole ground. in the ground. And we quickly discover that Uma Thurma is not suited for the task of the role that she's supposed to be playing. No, she's doing like a weird Mae West thing. She's trying she's, to yeah. do that, and she's yeah. not good. She she lacks focus. If I was yes. going to say anything as a, as a director, if I was going to give her, you said you, you'd lack focus. You keep looking around all over the place like someone's going to hit you. No one's going to hit you. <laughs> You're focus. doing five things. You need to God. do one thing. Yeah, exactly. But she's a sexy yeah. plant lady now. And yep. Uh, British? Is I she guess. British now? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. She has like one of those mid-Atlantic, like incredibly formal, like Orson Welles type accents, you know? Uh, 
whatever. And then she kills Dr. Wood, Wood, Woodstew, whatever his name is. Dr. <laughs> Woodrew. <laughs> Woodrew. And then he, oh, and she collects Bane because he made a Bane. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And Bane works because there's venom and it gets pumped into his head and he gets all big. And right? he has a and he has a turbo button on his chest that you can push to make yeah. him, I guess, extra Bane-y. Yeah, extra bane Yeah. Make him extra, he makes it super strong. And she's like, let's go. And, she, oh, and she sees that there's a Wayne Enterprises, like, beaker because Wayne Enterprises puts its name on everything it makes. Yeah. And it's the only company in the world. <laughs> Then we cut to freeze and we do the whole thing and the misbehaving and then we find out that his wife is still technically alive because he put her in a fish tank. Right. So she's until a, he can cure her. She's supposed to be in suspended animation, kind of frozen, right? Yeah. But she's in a fish tank. Yeah, she's not frozen at all. It's, the water is liquid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you feel kind of bad for him because he obviously loves his wife, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's turning down Vivica A. Fox. He's like, no, he, thank you. He also talks a lot about how he no longer has emotions, right? That doesn't quite track, does it? Because he almost immediately <laughs> follows that with a laugh, right? Yeah. yeah. If I only had emotions. Ha, 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 ha. Ah, <laughs> I this love makes my me wife so happy so not having emotions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost like they uh, didn't really think about anything when they were writing the movie. Right. Cut back to Wayne Manor. And how, hey, it's Barbara Gordon. Oh, uh, ah, uh, 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 uh. It's Barbara. I don't want to say it. It's Barbara Wilson. Who's Barbara Wilson? I don't know. <laughs> Why is she wearing a schoolgirl's uniform? Because she's a schoolgirl. She's Ew. from Oxbridge Academy. Oh, is that a college? In merry old England. Is that college? Is she I, of age? I have no idea. Should I don't Robin know if... really be, like, hounding her for a little yeah. Punani action as hard as he is? It does seem, if she is, like, a high school kid, which it's unclear if she's supposed to be or not, yeah, then 20-something Dick Grayson, like, openly ogling yeah. her is a little creepy. But she's shown up because Alfred is her uncle yes this obvious octogenarian yes is her not her uncle not, not her great uncle her uncle alfred's sister yeah we see a picture of alfred's sister right yeah and it's gloria stewart and it's gloria stewart taken when she was how old like 30 Pro- yeah at least yeah so and in what year 1940 something the 1930s or 40s yeah yeah so, so how old is barbara's mom when she you, had her <laughs> you, you know what barbara was was a happy surprise I guess a she miracle was just, of fucking technology. That would be that would be an interesting doctor visit to drop in on, wouldn't it? Or they stole know. a baby from the hospital, <laughs> probably from the Gordons. Anyway, oh, no, man. I know Barbara. That's, Barbara was adopted. I know. I know. That's Sorry. the perfect. That's the perfect head cannon. <laughs> Is that Alfred's sister stole a child from the Gordons? Yeah, and oh, oh, we find out that Barbara is sneaking out at night and stealing motorcycles and shit. Yeah, she's a juvenile delinquent. That's right, but we don't know what she's doing, right? No, she might. Who knows? She maybe she's just carefully driving around the grounds just because yeah. she enjoys, you know, trips on motorcycles. Uh oh! But we gotta go to the Gotham Observatory. Yeah, because uh, Wayne Enterprises just gave him a new telescope or something. Yeah, and it's and Bruce has some lines about his father telling him to follow the star, follow his own star, and whatever. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in Gotham City because his dad said one thing once. Yeah, I must honor the memory of my father. I am opening this carrot museum because my father <laughs> once said to me, you know, Bruce, I like a good carrot. <laughs> yes. 
I'm opening free toilets throughout Gotham because my father once said there's nothing better than a big dump in the morning. <laughs> I love you so much, oh, Bobby. Are you proud of me? Oh, and my mother probably had opinions too. Fuck her. If I don't care. Only, if only my father had said once, boy, I hate vigilanteism. <laughs> yeah. If anything I, ever happens to me, I'd have mother, a normal life. <laughs> I would be married. If anything ever happens to me or your mother, promise me you'll get over it. I have a real son. <laughs> not you. <laughs> points in. What is my life? Um, anyway poison ivy shows up well first of all we have to explain stuff about the the observatory because it comes oh that's right yes it's it's plot plot important information yeah. yeah so they they have satellites all around the earth which allows the observatory to see anywhere on the earth yes. which is not what an observatory <laughs> is not what telescopes are for <laughs> <clears throat> Also, um, you don't need, if they're looking at different parts of the sky, you don't really need to do that either because the Earth rotates. Rotates, yeah. So. Anyway, yeah. So then Pamela Isley shows up. Oh, and also um, Bruce's got a girlfriend. Yep. And she's important. (laughs) She's there. Yeah, she's present. She's present in a few scenes. Then Pam shows up and she starts screaming about wanting to save plants and wanting Bruce Wade to save plants and, like, kill a large amount of the population to save plants. And no one immediately takes her away to Arkham. They're (laughs) just like, okay, crazy lady. (laughs) In fact, she gets an invitation to a swanky fundraiser. Yeah, that that sounds great. Yeah, it makes sense. A fundraiser for what? The Gotham Arboretum. The Botanical Gardens. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. Because Some plant-related one, shit. W- one time, his father said, I really <laughs> like like ficus. It's nice. <laughs> you know what's a good thing, Bruce? Plants. We're lucky to have them. <laughs> My father did a lot of drugs, and he would just say things <laughs> that he thought were really profound at the time. <laughs> but actually, it was just him talking a bunch of nonsense. Just whatever <sighs> crossed his mind. And when she walks away, we find out that Pam likes to monologue to nobody. Yeah, she's from the uh, the soap opera school of acting. Yeah. Just say what's on your mind out loud to nobody so she's the audience knows. She wants to destroy everybody because she loves plants. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I just wrote, Freeze super loves his wife because I think we got some more wife stuff with Freeze. Yeah. Oh, hey, Steve, look. It's another one of them Gotham fundraisers that seem to pollute every single fucking Batman movie. I know. They're always having these swanky galas with all the rich people dressed up in tuxedos yeah but this one's jungle themed yeah and completely racially sensitive that's right and poison ivy has seen blonde venus because <laughs> <laughs> she totally rips off marlena dietrich in this scene. yes she does yes she she's does dressed like a great big pink gorilla and she takes off the gorilla costume and then she starts blowing pink dust all over the place yeah and and oh people are are falling in love with her and stuff yeah including Batman and Robin yeah because Batman and Robin are there as well in costume yeah to auction off Bruce Wayne's diamonds who isn't there as far as everybody knows like nobody's like so these are Bruce's diamonds why is it Bruce here I don't I don't Uh, Bruce Bruce Wayne doesn't (laughs) like any of you 
Shut, shut, yeah, he hates all he, of you. Shut he, up. He asked me to come in, in his place, and I, that's so why I'm she here. She says, I'm going to take the diamond, and and I, you start bidding on having, what, a date with me? You can fuck me if you date, if you do, and then yeah. they get in a bidding war, and Batman starts bidding on her, and Robin yeah. starts bidding on her with money he doesn't have. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out Batman You're a has circus a, orphan, kid. Yeah. Batman has a credit card, because yes. he's got to buy stuff. He's just not going to steal shit. <laughs> Batman, he's a law-abiding citizen, except for the vigilanteism. Yeah, except for the vigilanteism, which the police are completely okay with. <laughs> right. He doesn't just hungry, take what he wants. If he's hungry, is he going to be carrying around a wad of cash in his utility belt? No, of course not. No. He's going to have a card. Why are people getting so upset that he has a, has a credit card that has Batman on it? It's the modern era. Exactly. No bank's going to question him if he shows up with cash and say, I want a credit card. I'm Batman. <laughs> Here you go, sir. <laughs> the Wayne Bank just gives gives him one yeah i wonder how that works that's how they figure out his secret identity someone's like who the hell gave batman a credit card and at this point <laughs> after we've seen everything up to this point a credit card seems like a really stupid thing to get that upset about in context it's seen... not that big of a deal yeah. <laughs> it really isn't yeah we saw batman slide down the back of a dinosaur like <laughs> fucking fred flintstone <gasps> Him, he and Robin popped ice skates out of their boots. Yeah, yeah, they did. We have we have a villain who somehow has a suit that burns diamonds for energy. Yeah, yeah, and nobody questions it. And you're gonna lose your shit over our credit card? Seems manufactured to me. I and think there's you know nothing what I, I hate more than manufactured outrage. You know what I think it was that everybody that set everybody off? It was the cash register sound effect because that was not diagetic. Oh yeah, that's true. There was there's no, a lot of there was no a lot of cartoony source. sound effects yeah. in this. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there's even like slide whistle stuff. Like whoop. what you know what would have sold that is if they cut over to the cash register over at the bar. Yeah. Exactly. And the person looks up <laughs> just, just show me a source for the sound and it's fine. You know that no one has actually used a cash register that has a sound <laughs> in I don't know how long 40 goddamn years uh, yes I bet they still have them in Gotham City yeah but uh-oh freeze crashes the party and steals the diamond uh-oh and Poison Ivy kind of likes him. Oh, she right? digs him hard, man. Yeah, but then Batman and Robin chase him, and then they chase him through a giant statue, and then they're about to jump off a hand, and Batman says, you're not going to make it, and Robin says, I can too, and then he goes, no, you're not, and he turns, he remotely turns off Robin's motorcycle, and uh, Batman goes off the jump, and Robin stands on the hand screaming no, as if someone <laughs> had murdered his parents again. <laughs> I love making jumps! You took it away from me! And then Batman captures freeze yes he does quite cleanly Mo actually movie over that, that's right? it well we can go home thanks but then batman and, and robin get home and they fight some more yeah they're just not getting along robin's Rob a loose cannon he doesn't follow the rules he says we're, we're supposed to be partners we're supposed to work together you're supposed to trust people you don't trust people and Bruce goes to Alfred and he goes, do I not trust people? And he's like, no, you don't. Bruce and then is they like, have a very, you. perhaps one of the most interesting conversations about Batman in a movie about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Where <laughs> Alfred says, the reason you're Batman is because you're trying to take control of your life and, and life and death. And you can't do that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then he has another flashback. Yeah. He hallucinates again. Yeah. 
Because Alfred's like in, he's like sick. Right? Yeah, yeah. And Alfred, he hasn't said it yet, but Alfred is kind of hinting. He's like, you know, I won't be around be here forever. Forever. Also, I've been online looking for my brother desperately, <laughs> whose name is Wilfred. Wilfred. Kill yes. your parents, Alfred. Come on. <laughs> they didn't love you. They nobody who loved their children would do that. <laughs> he's supposedly in India or something like that. Yeah. Oh, and then Dick catches Barbara returning a motorcycle. Yeah. And and she's like, sorry, I just needed to take out for a ride. And uh, yeah, and he just leaves it like that, right? Yeah, and he doesn't pursue it anymore for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And is this where she tells him that she thinks it's gross, that Alfred has given up his entire life yeah. to be the servant of uh, some dudes? Yeah. She's apparently been street racing long enough, like for money and winning, that she has now saved up enough that she can afford Oh, wait, we to... don't know about this. This comes later. This comes after oh, that's that. right. That's right. Yeah, they yeah. do the street racing. Yeah, she tells him. Yeah, but yeah, the, her, her yeah, whole deal we'll is like, she, yeah. we're going to catch up to this as well. She wants to rescue <laughs> Alfred. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Arkham Asylum, Freeze is put away in in a room. Yeah, with a cold and beam. With a cold beam that exists. Whatever that is. They're like, you can't leave the cold beam. Ha ha ha. We're bad. Why does Arkham exist? This place is a hellhole. How can people get better if this is not much more than torture prison? Anyway, bye. This is supposed to be a hospital. (laughs) But everything looks like a dungeon. See ya. And he's he's sad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then Ivy finds some Turkish baths that have been abandoned in the sewer or something. Yeah, but... But are also go, occupied by a neon street gang. Yeah, a blacklight gang. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. they get kicked out. Oh, and hey, guess what? Bruce has a girlfriend. Oh, that's right. She's they, she's at his house and they're making out or something. Yeah, she wants he, to get married. Yeah, and he doesn't. And no. he's he's like keeps seeing poison ivy all over the place. And then apparently he calls her poison ivy and she's like, What? <laughs> And then nothing happens. And then nothing comes of that. There's no, that's nothing. She knows where the money is. She's not going to fight it. <laughs> She's like, oh, do I really want to break up with this guy? I don't think so. Yeah. Then Dick follows Barbara out, find yeah. out what she's doing in the, for the motorcycle shenanigans. And she goes where all of these street gangs are. And there's like, like Mozart gang and yeah. like obviously the gang from Clockwork Orange. Yeah, totally. And a bunch of other gangs. And they apparently have this insane motorcycle race and uh, there's a bunch of sparks and explosions and barrels filled with sparkles and and green fire and green fire and uh, she falls off her bike and she's about to fall off a bridge but then robin saves her yeah one of the worst green screens ever oh my god yes and they're dangling off the edge of this like broken bridge yeah. and he says so this is where you've been hanging around yeah. and you know they have to do it as by motorcycles because they just couldn't compete with cars and dom because you know they have the fast and furious in gotham as well <laughs> yes Yes. <sighs> she comes home and she's like, I've been street. This is where we get to where I've been yeah. street racing. I've raised enough money. I, I I got kicked out of school and you guys suck because he's not your family. Alfred's not your family. I'm going to take care of him. Judgment, judgment, judgment. And then she's like, Alfred is Alfred is sick. Yeah. And then Bruce goes, no, he's not. He's dying. And we're and like, she's like, well, that's what I meant. Yeah. And then Ivy busts Freeze out of Arkham. Yeah. And they jump. They break through a wall and they jump. If they, There's no way they lived. There's no way. <laughs> it's like so high up. It 
it's a billion feet in the air, and they jump into the river, right? Yeah, and they make a deal where they go back to Freeze's old hideout, and Ivy says, because Freeze needs diamonds for his for his suit. Yeah, because so she says, "You get the diamonds, and I'll rescue your frozen wife." Right. Yeah. And so we're at Freeze's hideout. Commissioner Gordon's there. Batman and Robin are there, right? Yeah. And Commissioner Gordon produces the most ridiculous picture ever taken for a movie. <laughs> He says they got off at Gotham Airport, and he gives them a picture of Poison Ivy wearing a hat and sunglasses, and Bane still wearing his wrestling mask, an overcoat, and a hat. And a hat fedora over the mask. They're both facing the camera. Yep. Like right in front of the camera. Posing for the photo. Yep. With the airbrushed airplane behind them. Yep. And they're like, oh, well, what is she, why is she here? Because he knows that she was working on the project. Right. For Wayne before he Wayne defunded it. Right. Um, he has a tendency to do that a lot, doesn't he? He tends to fund things, and then it turns out the people he's funding are crazy. Does he even pay attention? It seems like that exact thing happened in Batman Forever. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> They freeze and Ivy break in. Freeze gets his diamonds, and Ivy and Bane do more Ivy and Bane shit. All Ivy seems to do is blow her love potion to people. Yeah, and Bane punches stuff <laughs> and flexes and just growls. She blows more of the love potion on Dick. Dick is like, I love her so much. And this <laughs> is when something happened that I never expected to see ever. You know what that is, Steve? What? Up above in another part of the, the, the hideout, uh, Mr. Freeze pulls a switch and gas starts coming out that starts freezing everybody's lungs, right? Yes, yes. And Commissioner Gordon crawls to the switch and actually saves his own life. <laughs> you really would never have seen that coming. Not for Pat Hingle. Pat Hingle gets a big moment finally, uh, just a, a moment to shine yeah. after four films. <laughs> Anyway, Ivy and and Bane get away, and Robin's arguing with Batman about, you're just jealous because she loves me and not you, and then Batman pushes Robin into a bunch of ice, melted ice cream. Yeah. and Or it could have been chemicals, and then he would have gotten super, he would have become ice he, cream boy, he, I guess. He turns into the Joker. Because that's how things happen in, in these movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't turn into Joker, he'd become ice cream boy. He'd become ice cream boy. If you get pushed boy. into something that is specifically does something, that's what you become you become the thing i yeah you're right yeah, that's how it works exactly so uh then robin quits he says i'm done i'm going solo right yeah i'm not gonna be your partner anymore he actually says i want a robin signal yeah like a... that's up to batman yeah. <laughs> i want a robin signal you, you made it make one i didn't make the yeah. well actually i did i did give the bat i kind of did but look but I, I, I forget yeah which I don't want to have them have a choice. I mean, if every superhero starts putting a signal, <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, 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 no. Don't call Superman. This is a Flash job. Yeah, we call Superman for natural disasters. We don't. This is just a bank robbery. We don't need to be bothering Superman with this. If it's a giant telepathic gorilla, then we call it Flash. <laughs> yeah, they, they have like a. There's an app now on your phone. You have, <laughs> let's see who is it. It's okay. Oh, it's Captain Cold. Call the Flash. That's his. <laughs> What's the difference between Captain Cold and Mr. Freeze? Shut up. Oh, sh you know what? That is Mr. Freeze. Shit, did you call the Flash yet? No, forget <laughs> that. Then Ivy kills Nora Freeze. Yep, by uh, Kick kicking the plug out. Kicking the plug out. <laughs> because she doesn't want any competition because she's in love with Mr. Freeze? Shh. 
sure. Okay. I guess. And then he finds he she he moves into her lair, and then she yeah. tells him that Batman did it. Yeah. And he's like, no. And she's like, I know what we'll do. You destroy the whole world. <laughs> Yes. And then afterwards, all, all my plants, and that's when she brings out her stupid snake plant, and she says, and then yeah. it'll just be me and you. And he's like, yeah, that that sounds great. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. First Gotham, then the world. And now a doctor confirms that Alfred has MacGuffin syndrome, <laughs> and it's only in the first stage, right? Yeah, and that's important. That's very important. Yeah. Because Victor Freeze has only managed to find a cure that can cure people up to stage one. Yeah, so way to telegraph that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Then Robin has a fight with Batman and quits again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because Poison Ivy rejiggers the the bat signal to be a Robin signal. Yeah, it's a Robin signal now. And, and he's like, like, "It's my signal. You stay here. She's calling for yeah, me." Because she breaks it. Okay, I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. She breaks in. She gets the keys from Commissioner Gordon with the yeah. love potion. Yeah. Then her and Bane go up there, and then Bane rips out the bat signal, even though yeah. the bat signal is still where it's supposed to. Did she take I, it? Yeah. Did they like? <laughs> completely destroy the old one and just install a completely new signal with a Robin Would signal on it? Would it have been impossible for her to go to a spotlight company and steal one of those? <laughs> and just push Is your there Robin thing on it, yeah. Is there only one spotlight in Gotham? <laughs> <sighs> Okay, so anyway, um, Alfred gives Barbara a secret thing. He's like, I yeah, got a thing. Yeah. All these DVDs. I want you to send these to Wilfred, my brother, and don't look in it, right? Yeah. Just, yeah, be, because it's very important and only family, not you, can be trusted. Yeah. And then uh, Alfred and Bruce talk again, and then Bruce hallucinates again. <laughs> again? I'm starting to think that maybe Alfred has some sort of flashback power or something. <laughs> He's a metahuman. We never realized yeah. that. And then we cut and we find out that Freeze is going to use the giant telescope for evil stuff, right? Yeah, he's building a freezing engine yeah. with giant diamonds. And then Barbara shows yeah. how much she respects the final, what are probably the final wishes of her uncle, but she breaks into the, the, the thing, right? Yeah, and yeah. luckily puts, it only has a three-character password. Yeah, Peg, her mom's dead. Peg. Yeah. And she uh, puts the DVD, she opens up the DVDs on the computer and she sees that it's all Batman stuff. Yeah, it's, and, the, opening, it's the opening titles of this movie she has a completely incorrect reaction to seeing that right yeah. <laughs> she just gets all happy she looks like she found christmas presents not that yeah you know that she just found a delightful secret about how much her parents were in love or something like that no. not that the two guys that alfred works for are batman and robin it's <laughs> she's such a fucking awful actress she's Ugh. so fucking awful yeah Ugh. yeah Anyway, then Barbara goes into the Batcave. Yeah, and this is where, once again, we see my favorite trope of the Schumacher Batman films, the security system that turns everything on when an intruder and is And opens every door. And, <laughs> and opens like a... every door. <laughs> but thankfully, now there's a CG, um, like a virtual Alfred. Yeah, because as he says, to exp by way of explanation, I scanned my consciousness into the computer. Because oh, we can do that. That's a thing you can just do. Yeah. <laughs> 
And now Barbara wants to help Batman and Robin. Yeah. Why? Suit me up, Uncle Alfred. No, why? Um, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. I've been trying to... Because because Batgirl is in the movie. Oh, <laughs> okay. She has no reason to help them. She has no reason to want to help them. No, and there's no reason why she would be able to help them. Just because she knows a judo throw and can ride a motorcycle doesn't mean that she can fight bad guys. But what... what, what <laughs> or has she ever expressed a desire to fight bad guys or help out? Well, does she do even care? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought she was there for her uncle who was dying. Right. Yeah, now she forgot all about. Oh, hi. Oh, Alfred's in a computer now. Cool. <laughs> <sighs> so Batman and Robin go to Ivy's lair. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to fight you. And she's sitting in a giant flower. And she's like, no. Because remember, Batman and Robin have a fight right before they leave. In which yeah. Batman says, hey, we're supposed to be partners and you got to trust me just this one time. Can you trust me? And then they kind of leave it and they're like, uh oh. Yeah. And then yeah. Robin shows up and Robin's like, I love you, but you got to tell me where Freeze is and then you can kiss me. And she's like, okay, I'll tell you where he is. And she tells him where he is and then she kisses him and then he goes, ha ha, rub her lips. And he rubs on, he removes his <laughs> yes. rubber lips. And she's like, ooh. And she kicks him into a pool and he starts drowning immediately because it's one of those pools where you fall in it and you just drown. Yeah. And Batman shows up and he's like, ha ha, I knew it. And she's like, vines. And the vines get him. Yeah. Uh oh. And then. What's this? Because we're still in the era where women have to fight women because you don't want men punching a woman. <laughs> That's right. Barbara shows up and they start fighting. And she punches Poison Ivy into the flower that she was just sitting in no more than five minutes ago. <laughs> Only this time it as a decides chair. To, <laughs> it decides to eat her for it, some reason. It doesn't eat her. It just closes. It just grabs her, yeah. She it shouts like, what, Steve? I forget what she says. Curses. Curses. There you go. Makes sense. And the flower folds up around her. She doesn't yeah. get eaten. It just folds up around her. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't kill her or anything, but yeah. No. And then Batgirl's there and they're like, hey... Yay, we're, yay, look, it's, she literally says, it's me, Barbara. You don't, neither Robin or her have disguises that disguise jack shit. They have little no. lady masks on. Yeah, so, like, don't be saying your name. She's got that insufferable valley girl voice that anyone would recognize. She's like, Bruce, it's me, Barbara. Call me Batgirl. <laughs> I'm Batgirl. I'm your new partner, okay? <laughs> Uh-oh, Freeze has started to freeze Gotham. Uh-oh. Thousands die the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, now we have... No, a- they, what, our, our heroes change into completely different outfits. For some reason. And, and get completely different vehicles. For the toy line. <laughs> yes, exactly, for the toy line. Batman just had him stashed in a garage nearby. Yeah. There's and, your head cannon. That explains yeah. it. They show up. There's a bunch of observatory foo, just like fighting and yeah. redirecting the satellites. And then the satellites and then freeze comes up and there's punching and fighting and, and freezing and put more punching and redirecting the satellites. And, oh, we got to do this and we got to do the other thing. Basically what happens is freeze gets, gets punched <laughs> <laughs> and they use the sun to melt everybody. Right. Yeah. Long. The long and short of it is that. Yeah. 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 Batman comes walking up and and freezes like I'm ready to join my wife in death or something. And Batman's like, Oh no, we saved Nora. She's fine. And I'm like, What? Wh- wh- when? When does wh- that happen? When, when did you do that? When? <laughs> when does when? that fit in? He's like, She's waiting for you at Arkham. We'll set up a laboratory for you. And <laughs> so I don't know how to. I die. literally don't know how to react to this because it had been so fucking long. 
wrong that I have seen compassionate, understanding Batman that <laughs> I, I didn't know how to fucking react. I honestly didn't. He's like, yeah. look, freeze. You're a good man You're underneath good it all. You're a good man underneath all of that. You were a doctor. <laughs> And then he calls him Doctor, and it works, yeah. right? And he calls he calls he calls him Victor. Yes, he does. Yeah, and he says if if yeah, because he needs he knows that he has the cure for the stage one of the MacGuffin disease. Right, so he's sucking up to him. Well, yeah, but he's also genuinely being compassionate <laughs> to him. Ah! <laughs> and so uh, he gives him the the cure. Yeah, which he has on him. Which he has on him, of course, because he always carries it with him. Yeah, and. Uh, it turns out that Ivy is at Arkham. Yep. And they gave her a mixed dorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Arkham is co-ed. Who knew? Arkham is co-ed. And she was her roommate. It's Mr. Freeze. In his suit. In his suit. Apparently, his turning over a new leaf didn't last very long, yeah. did it? Oh, here's another thing that happened. Um, Vic... <laughs> Victor thinks Batman killed his wife, but he's, no, look at this. And apparently they videotaped the entire time that she yeah. admitted yeah. that she killed him. Well, they just, they got they got the dailies. Okay, that's it, yeah. And he just, he just showed Freeze the dailies from the other days. So now like, Victor, see, she admits yeah. to it. So Victor now knows that Ivy was the one, and oh, that's not, that can't be good, right? R- right. Alfred's all better. Like yeah, oh boy, like instantly. Yeah. Like, they're not even checking on him. We cut to, like, the next morning, and everybody's, like, asleep on the couch, and then Alfred just comes walking out by himself out of his bedroom and he's like hey i'm good i'm alive again <laughs> why didn't you let me go <laughs> i wanted to see my all of my dead friends your mother and father are waiting for me in the afterlife <laughs> i don't want to be here why why didn't you let me go he immediately rushes to the balcony <laughs> I gave myself McGregor syndrome. Don't you see? <laughs> this was my chance. But that isn't what happened. They all decide no. we're going to be a partnership. Yippity yippity. Yeah. We're going to need a bigger cave. And oh, and the obligatory them running away from the bat signal at the end. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Because now he runs away from the bat signal. Yeah. Because than... I guess it looks cool. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> the end. The end. So Steve. Uh huh. How do okay. you feel? About this action-adventure classic, the super-accurate-to-the-Batman-lore, <laughs> Batman and Robin. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, here's the thing. Me and this movie go way back. <laughs> I saw this movie in the theater when I was 17, yeah. and I hated it at the time. My hatred for it grew throughout my 20s. Um, I, I, for a long time, this movie was my reflexive answer. If anybody ever asked me, like, what do I think is the worst movie ever? Yeah. Um, I would say Batman and Robin. And over the last couple of years, as I've watched it again from time to time, because I'm a Batman fan and it's a sickness and I would watch Batman movies <laughs> even though I didn't like them. Um Something started to change. Uh Uh-huh. And I will say this. Watching it now and thinking about it for this show, uh, Batman and Robin, I would no longer say it's my pick for the worst movie ever. Oh, no. Um, It's no longer nearly as bad as I thought it was. I still think it's bad. Mm-hmm. I, I still think it's really bad. Yeah. But I don't think it's bad for the same reasons that I once thought it was bad. 
So that's interesting because you, I was exactly like the kind of guy when you were making, uh, we were making fun of at the beginning, like the, the Batman fan from the nineties who was like, if it's not brooding and dark and super, you know, self-serious, then I reject it. Right. Like I was that kind of a Batman fan for a while. So at first I didn't like the goofy stuff in Batman and Robin just because it was there. Because I I mean, like my Batman, the man that dresses like a bat and punches people dressed like clowns to be as ritty, real and gritty as possible. Exactly. Exactly. I need realism in my Batman stories. <laughs> so I was that kind of a, of, a, of a fan, and I just didn't, I rejected all of the silly stuff. I rejected the wacky sound effects, the, the credit card, the goofy, you know, like the, the ice skates coming out of the boots, yeah. the quips, the, the, the corny one-liners, all that stuff. I just hated it, right? Now I watch the movie, and I realize... That's all there on purpose. It's not there because people didn't get Batman. That's the Batman they chose to portray. Yeah. And and Schumacher and his co-creators, his collaborators, are obviously trying to evoke that Adam West 1960s self-consciously campy, absurdist Batman aesthetic, right? That's what they're going for. Yeah, over the top. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's all there on purpose. So for me, it doesn't seem fair and it doesn't really work to just to, to deduct points from the movie just because that stuff is there. Right. Unfortunately, <laughs> all that stuff doesn't work. <laughs> like I accept now, and I have sort of reoriented my my view of the film to, to view it as a comedy. It wants to be a comedy. It wants to be an action comedy. Yeah. And I, I submit that all of the Batman movies after the original, after the Tim Burton Batman are all action comedies. I think Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and this movie are all at least attempts at making action comedies. I don't think Batman Returns um, is a comedy. I totally think it's a comedy. I, I totally. Think I look at comedy. that and that's like, that's I mean, I depressing direct. We can, we can agree to disagree, but we'll I, watched, I, disagree. I watched, I watched it like over, over Christmas and I thought, I, I thought it was definitely a comedy and trying to be a comedy. Okay. But anyway, but, but that's just, that's just how I approach it. So this movie is definitely trying to be a comedy right um unfortunately joel schumacher is not a very good comedy director yeah. he has he has except for a few moments here and there there are a few very fleeting very few and far between moments where where something genuinely funny happens true right um there are there's one scene near the end of the movie because they give arnold schwarzenegger all just endless like ice themed puns Ugh. and cold jokes and it just goes on forever most of them are terrible and in fact i think it's probably because of that that for me Schwarzenegger's funniest moment in the movie comes near the end when he shows up at the telescope and he just looks up at the astronomers when he walks in and he doesn't do a pun or anything he just waves and goes hi (laughs) (laughs) and that just wrecked me when I watched the movie yesterday it just killed me because it's like what what the hell he just he seems he's like hi <laughs> and um so and there are little moments like that throughout the movie that that i think are genuinely funny but for the most part it tries really hard to be funny and it's not funny um it also wants to be an action movie yeah. unfortunately joel schumacher is not a very good action director either nope so the action is just a slog it's boring it's, it's cut pointless poorly. it's repetitive it's yeah it's cut very poorly it's staged very poorly the choreography seems really half-assed um there's weird things like where Batman and Robin are obviously doing wire stunts yeah and it's like why are they on wires I can totally tell they're on wires because Batman and can Robin can't far. fly 
I guess. Yeah. So so as a, as an action movie, it's really super dull and just a mess. Um, it's kind. It's I guess you could say it's it's ambitious visually, but like that, it, what happens is it just comes across as really loud and garish without uh-huh. being interesting. Yeah. Um, so it it tries a lot of things, and I no longer fault it for trying those things as I once did. I think it's perfectly fair for it to try to be the movie it wants to be. Yeah. It just it just doesn't work. It just doesn't succeed. Um, as for the acting. I mean, George Clooney seems bored or embarrassed most of the time. Um, he's always he has, smiling. He's yeah, yeah. He's smiling when he says Alfred's dying. Yeah, it's like why are you? What are you doing? Um, there's there's a lot in the movie theoretically that is riding on his dynamic with Robin. Their relationship is supposedly like you know a very important part of the movie because they have to learn to trust each other, and Batman yeah. has to learn to let Robin grow up and be his own person, and blah blah blah. Um, and that never really comes into focus. Like it seems like it's important, and it seems like the movie wants us to invest in that. But their relationship never really is anything. No. They don't have any specific relationship. And in fact, really, none of the characters in the movie have any relationship other than what we're told they have through dialogue. We never see anybody like being friends or being in love or hating each other or whatever. It's all just people talking about what their relationship is yeah. or, or or stating their feelings without demonstrating them. Um, like, for instance, and I just use it as an example, like in the 1966 Batman, Batman and Robin, uh, they have Batman and Robin have like a shtick. They have a rapport. They have a thing that they do where Robin will say something, you know, maybe slightly untoward, and Batman will sort of correct him, and then uh-huh. Robin will say, "Gosh, you're right, Batman." You know, like they have a shtick. It puts their relationship into focus. And I'm not saying that they should have had the exact same thing in this movie, but they should have had something. Yeah. And there was, and there wasn't anything that focused and explained what Batman and Robin or Bruce and Dick's relationship was. Um, and that's why it's so jarring that in the middle of all of this, like loud, pointless chaos and groan inducingly bad humor, there's there's a few scenes that that seem earnest. Oh yeah. Like like there's that's the scene with Bruce and Alfred at Alfred's bedside when it looks like Alfred is dying, uh before Bruce has the hallucination. <laughs> yeah. Um where where he said they actually tell each other that they love each other. Yeah. Like Bruce says, you know, I love you, old man, and Alfred smiles and he says, I love you too. And that's if you look at that just in a vacuum, that's a good scene. Yeah. Um, and it's really the only scene where Clooney seems to show up as an actor, like in the entire movie. Like mm-hmm. he seems like he's genuinely feeling something for Alfred. There's he, more covered get... in that scene too, because he actually asks yeah. him if he's happy. Yeah, yeah. There's so much hap- that happens in that in that scene, and as it just as a, a work unto itself, it's really good. But it's in a, in the middle of a movie where nothing means anything. So ultimately, the scene <laughs> doesn't mean anything either. Like it's a good scene in the middle of a, of a movie that, that is pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we already mentioned Alicia Silverstone. She's here for some reason. The movie doesn't care about her. <laughs> the movie doesn't care about her character. And they give her even more annoying. They give her this totally half-hearted, uh, like, girl power gimmick where she'll, like, you know, Robin will say something and then she'll be like, boys, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, she's fighting Poison Ivy and she's like, you know, your passive-aggressive act went out years ago, sister. You give women a bad name. Uh-huh. And it's like, and I'm just like, I know you don't mean that movie. You don't care about women's empowerment. You don't care. You, you, you're just saying things Batman that you think people want to hear. Bat girl. Don't, wouldn't you prefer bat person or bat, bat woman? Well, yeah, it's like, I know you don't mean any of this. You're just throwing <laughs> shit out. I don't, you know. Um, and the, it's the, the only actor, and this is like one of the 
weirdest and most just baffling things about this and frustrating things about this movie. Of all the main cast members, the only actor who seems to try for almost all of his screen time is Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he's working but, hard. But he has no idea what to do with he's this dialogue. He's hopelessly miscast. Yeah, he's he's hopelessly miscast. There are there are certain lines where I guess just because of his accent, he literally almost cannot say the line. He mm. tries, like he's going for it. Oh, yeah. And 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 you know, when when he's when he doesn't have that ridiculous suit on, his look, like his makeup is really cool. Like he yeah. has like a like a blue skin glitter kind of thing and his head is bald and like his eyes are it, slightly it, reflective. I know yeah, for a fact. Here's a, here's a couple of things about this. Yeah. The makeup wasn't comfortable, the contact lenses hurt, and oh, the sure. uh, LED thing that they put in his mouth to make his yeah. mouth glow was constantly giving him electric shocks. Oh my god. I didn't know that part, but yeah. yeah. I mean, so it, like the the makeup design looks really cool. He tries really hard, but the character is obviously not written for him and not written to his abilities as an actor. Um, he's one of the great action stars ever, and he's in these awful, endless, pointless action scenes that just do nothing for anybody. Um, so yeah, it's there's a lot wrong with the movie. Um, it's fun to watch if you're watching it with someone and you can make fun of it. Yeah, I don't think I no longer think it's the worst movie ever made. I do think it's the worst solo Batman movie and one of the worst superhero movies ever made, to be sure. But I, I would <laughs> I would not call it the worst movie ever made ever anymore. Um, right. But it, it it did kill this particular franchise and yeah. it should have. <laughs> and it just it just shows to me that every once in a while uh, the critics and the audience both get it right. This this is really a shitty movie. It's not as bad as a lot of my fellow comic fans make it out to be. It's not like the worst thing ever, um, but it's pretty goddamn bad. So those are my thoughts. How about yours? Okay. <laughs> Batman and Robin is an awful chimera. Okay. <laughs> So this is what I mean by that. They were inspired by the 1966 television show. They were inspired yeah. by Dick Sprang's work. They were inspired by 1950s Batman. 1950s Batman is a much different beast than what we know of Batman now, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, big time. Batman now is dark, brooding, blah, 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 you know, super serious. 1950s Batman was giant sets, goofy plots, yeah. hey chum, all that stuff, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. So uh, they wanted that. They wanted to emulate that. Great. But they didn't go all the way, okay? Yeah. Well, what else was in there was contemporary things about what we know about Batman that are true to the comic. Robin does eventually leave Batman because Robin is tired of being in his shadow and he doesn't feel that Batman will totally trust him. He right. goes off on his own. He leaves. That's present in this movie. It doesn't fit with the goofiness of the 1966 Batman, which is what they're emulating, right? Neither does the sudden tenderness with Alfred. Neither does, you know, any of the other stuff. Compassionate Batman. I like seeing Compassionate Batman because we've never seen him. And, <laughs> but it doesn't fit in necessarily with the overall aesthetic of what could have been a satire, right? Yeah. But they tried to merge this satire with contemporary Batman stuff and it doesn't work. And no one exemplifies that more than the Mr. Freeze character. Okay. If you paid attention to the writing on on Mr. Freeze, he goes from very, very serious writing, articulate writing about his pain and what he's going through, right? Lines like, you know, if I felt anything or, you know, when he's talking about his wife or stuff like that. And then goofy, stupid one-liners, right? 
<laughs> within the same sentence, right? Yeah. If I if I felt anything at all, I would feel for your situation. Kill you later. <laughs> Now, I think that suffers from the fact that the original version of Mr. Freeze was more in line with Batman the Animated Series, right? A cold and Patrick Stewart. Because if it had been the cold, unsympathetic, unfeeling Mr. Freeze, Patrick Stewart would have been perfect, right? I can completely see him with the dome helmet and the goggles and everything else walking around freezing people, not (laughs) saying any one-liners and just going about his business. But they wanted Goofy. So they goofed up Arnie's part because Arnie's the king of the one-liners, right? That's what he does. (laughs) And they changed it and made him into a kind mirror of both and they don't fit right yeah. they 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 conflict with one another to the point in which it wrecks the movie and the, and the movie is is broken there's tons of problems with this film as we said the action sequences don't work they're so frenetic you don't know who's punching who you don't know what's going on and it's a lot of big set pieces the observatory you know ivy's lair the museum i will say this sets <laughs> <laughs> remember those remember sets <laughs> but this movie has tons and tons of problems but i like this movie for one reason and one reason only be good be bad but don't be boring <laughs> i was not bored watching this movie in fact as i watched it i was compelled to see just how this rickety monster was going to manage to cross the finish line i really i was desperate to find out just how bad it could possibly get Schwarzenegger had they had said okay you're going to do this as a dramatic role this might have been one of his better dramatic performances but they didn't let him do that and he wasn't they, he wasn't going to do it right right so he had to ham it up Uma Thurman is completely miscast okay what's her face <laughs> Alicia Silverstone didn't even need to be in the movie did she oh god no no there didn't need to be a Batgirl there didn't need to be her her plot sniffle, whatever it was. She didn't need to be in the movie. Every time she opened her mouth, I didn't believe a word she said. I don't think she believed a word she said. George Clooney seems to be reading lines that are written on a, on a cue card half the time. He still has his head wobble that's just driving everybody crazy. Oh, it's like in full gear, too. I, every time he started to hallucinate, every time he talked to Alfred, I started laughing harder and harder. Every single time, because it was every single time he talked to Alfred, I was like, how does that man live that way (laughs) has this been going on the whole time (laughs) (laughs) so i'm going to acknowledge all of the problems it it was so much there was no clear direction there was no clear follow-through if you're going to make a satire if you're going to make something that emulates a certain batman you have to stick to that and that means you can't have the tender sequences between characters because everything else makes us not want to take those characters seriously. Yeah. And now we're supposed to take them seriously, and it's hard to do. Now, I can compartmentalize enough to go, I really actually like the fact that, for once, we weren't wallowing in the pits of Batman's parent loss issues. <laughs> <laughs> And that they actually built up a stronger relationship with Alfred through the flashbacks and every, even through the flashbacks and everything else, right? Yeah. I like that. I thought it was great. Uh, I still like it. And taken on their own, I think they're great. They have no place in this movie. <laughs> this movie did things for Batman Alfred, and Alfred that none of the other movies had done. None of them. None of them. It dared to explore Alfred's relationship with, with him and dared to give Batman a hint of compassion, making him, what's that word I'm looking for? 
for. A hero. Oh. Where he doesn't kill people. <laughs> He's not a murderer. Where both of the villains are alive at the end of the movie. Because Batman didn't just let one die. <laughs> <laughs> Now, some people will say Nolan's Batman does the same thing, and I'm like, yeah, Nolan's Batman kind of does the same thing. He doesn't kill people, which is great well, for Nolan's films. Yeah. Right? In the Dark Knight, I mean, he totally kills Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, he totally lets Rachel Ghoul die. Yeah, but by the second movie, he has decided he won't kill anybody. He's reformed. Yeah, yeah, he learned his lesson. Exactly. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> But I'm going to honestly admit, when I watched the movie, I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself because, is it bad? Sure. It, did it make me rage? Nope. Why? Because I got over that shit a long time ago. A long time ago. I gave up my whole, oh, I hate 1966 Batman. It sucks. I, don't, I only like Kurt ones. Frank Miller forever. No. God help you. Batman is a character that's been around for who knows how long. There have been so many different versions of Batman, and all of them are valid. And yeah. if you want to, if you're upset because it's goofy, loud, garish fun, and Batman wouldn't do this, and Batman wouldn't do that, just fucking read more than your 10-year span of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the pressing need to compress Batman into what I how I feel the character should be. I do have my clear ideas of what he should be. Yeah. And this Batman hits a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an unfortunately, it's just in a terrible movie. And I'll readily admit, I had a good time. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. But I still had fun watching it. I still it's a marvel. It's a marvel to look at. It really is. It is just like uh, so much money spent on that train wreck. I cannot oh. believe it. And someone said, yeah, put let's put sparkles in the barrel so when we hit the barrel, sparkles come out. It's, fuck it, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, do it. That's a decision somebody That's made. That's a decision someone made. We need to zhuzh up these, these barrel hits. I don't need a movie to be good for me to have a good time. And when I watch it, and I, like I said, I've never seen it, other than the rantings of people telling, talking about how, how awful it is as people screamed into YouTube talking about how how awful this movie is and i'm like there's nothing in this movie that made me rail and scream against it i watched it like a movie and as a movie i recognize its flaws but it was still so stupid and there's stupid and so many wrong-headed ideas and so many bizarre plot lines and blah, blah, and this person's terrible and that person's terrible and i hate commissioner gordon i blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> but i had a good time am i gonna watch it again no do i think it's the most evil thing i've ever seen nope is it the worst <laughs> batman that's ever been presented no it's not the worst Batman. There's a little Batman that wants to know if Kal-El bleeds. <laughs> that Batman is the worst, I agree, but he never got his own movie. <laughs> no, and he never will. Uh, <laughs> anyway. anyway, so that's how I feel. I'm going to give it a recommend for people who like bad movies and can sit through it. Fuck it. Fuck it. I don't care. It's a bad, bad movie. It's bad. Super bad. <laughs> Is it a classic? No. But I mean, I had fun. And that's what, that's, I had a smile on my face, sit through the whole thing, laughed out loud at a lot of stuff that they wanted me to laugh at, and a whole bunch of stuff they didn't want me to laugh at. And that's kind of the point. Right? Right, yeah. Steve? You know, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not recommending it, but... Fine. I want. I will. I want to describe how You're I feel about it. <laughs> I, want to, 
I want to describe how I feel about it by referencing another bad superhero movie okay. that, that I don't think is quite as bad as some people think it is, but it's still pretty bad. Uh, you, know, you know the scene at the end of Spider-Man 3? Yes. Okay, so, so I'm Spider-Man, and Batman and Robin is the Sandman. And yeah. we're looking tearfully into each other's eyes. <laughs> and I know that the Sandman is a bad guy, but I also know that the Sandman has had a rough time. And I say to the Sandman, I forgive you. <laughs> and then Batman and Robin blows away. All right, fine. So there we go. So, Steve, you have a not recommend to do. You do it. No, I have a recommend to do because I Oh, yes, you have a recommend. Right. I have a not yeah. recommend. You go. Yeah, get it right. Whatever. Okay. We're done here. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so I'm going to recommend a movie that is uh, not at all like Batman and Robin and has nothing to do with Batman and Robin other than the fact that they have the same lead actor. Not Arnold Schwarzenegger, but George Clooney. This, this is... I have a history with George Clooney as well. I used to hate George Clooney um, in no small part because he was Batman and Batman and Robin. And my opinion on Clooney as an actor and just generally as a person has done a complete 180 since then. I think George Clooney is kind of awesome now. Um, and one of the things is he got that head bob thing under control. Yeah, that, that That was a big help. Uh, the other thing is he just started choosing better projects and making better movies. Yeah, um, he did. And he became a great director. Became a really great director. Yeah, uh, which didn't hurt either. So I almost recommended he he did a movie in 1999 called Three Kings that is really great. That yeah. was what that, that was what actually turned me around on him and made me think, oh shit, I like George Clooney. I now. think for a lot of um, people actually. Yeah, because it was because it was the first movie he ever did that I think a lot of people were like, this is really good. Yeah, you know. Um, but I'm not recommending that. Although you should see that one. That's a great movie. I'm recommending another movie uh, from 2009, another George Clooney movie, and it wasn't quite as widely seen. Uh, but uh, I saw it, I think I saw it on video after it came out, and I really, really liked it, and it's called Up in the Air. And in this movie, George Clooney plays a guy whose job it is to go to different businesses and fire people. Uh, when the when the, the boss of the company doesn't want to fire somebody, he calls George Clooney in, and George Clooney will let them down easy, and, okay. will, and will fire them without making them too upset. Um, <laughs> and that's his job, and he's really good at it. Uh, and the plot of the movie is uh, a new employee comes into the company who uh, has all these new ideas about how they can improve their firing service. And so she goes on the road with George Clooney's character so he can teach her the ropes right. of how to fire people without ruining their lives or hurting their feelings or whatever. And uh, so the other the other main character is played by Anna Kendrick, who has since become a big star. Um, and it also has Jason Bateman and uh, Zach Galifianakis and Danny McBride and J.K. Simmons. Uh, Sam Elliott is in this fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> Vera Farmiga. It's a great cast. Like, it's an amazing cast. And Clooney does a really good job. And it's a really funny movie and a really warm, sort of heartfelt movie. It's directed by Jason Reitman um, and I think also co-written by him. And it's just a really, really terrific movie. And if you're like me and seeing Batman and Robin, perhaps as a teenager, kind of soured you on George Clooney, and you've been holding it against him all these years. Uh-huh. Uh, there's, I have some news. He's good now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and one of the one of the best examples for me is this film up in the air so if you haven't seen it i would recommend that you check it out okay my turn go for it what a great last recommendation steve uh- <laughs> <laughs> goodbye everybody 
I'm so glad we had this time together. Now, as you guys know, I like to recommend a movie from the same year as the movie that we just watched, and it's 1997. And as I said before, one of the reasons why I think this movie failed so hard was because it was trying to emulate the not-popular version of the current Batman. And what everyone wanted was grimdark Batman. Broody sitting on top of a statue, crying into his open (laughs) hands about the death of his parents or some fucking bullshit while he's not yelling and punching drug dealers and, you know, fucking whatever woman that comes along, you know, Catwoman, Bag Lady, I don't know. Whatever whatever worst possible choice he can make for a relationship, Batman was making it. And when he wasn't doing that, he was yelling at everyone around him or ignoring them because that's what we want, right? We want stoic, awful people doing awful things because that's a, that's that's what a hero is, right? Stoic, uh, that's the perfect description. Stoic, awful people doing awful things. <laughs> But someone else saw what was popular, saw what everyone in the comics seemed to really like. This super grim, awful, dark character. And they said, yeah, let's make a movie about that. And it was so, so super dark. And we all talk about this movie today because it was so popular and great. But I'm not going to recommend it because I thought it was awful. It was garbage. (laughs) The CGI was terrible. I hated, I hated the whole thing. I hated the whole, I was bored out of my mind. Oh boy. It was ugly. And it just wasn't, and it wasn't funny. The movie that I'm going to not recommend, and some people maybe disagree with me, maybe they liked it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe they, they thought it was great. I'm, it's fine. <laughs> dig what you dig, man. The movie I'm not going to recommend stars John Leguizamo, Martin Sheen, and Michael Jai White. Oh, boy. And it's called Spawn. Oh, boy. <laughs> They're talking about making another Spawn movie coming around pretty soon. Yeah, boy, that's Uh, timely, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Everybody still loves Spawn. If there's anything that better emulates what the fuck was wrong with comics in the 1990s, point to Spawn. That's it, in a nutshell. The f- super fun grimdark tale about a bad guy that's been burned alive in hell and gets the powers of hell to become a hell guy on earth and then he doesn't do the hell stuff but he's still <laughs> violent and moody because his wife did Yep. I don't like it. It's <sighs> gross. It's not when they try to be funny it's not funny. The CGI, oh boy guys, the CGI. Oh boy. It's not good. It's not good. You'd never believe he's wearing a cape because they're like, his cape's totally CGI. Yeah, I know. I can tell. (laughs) It is? It doesn't even seem to be in the same reality. It's not. It's just, guys, it's just, it's not good. Okay? But it's everything that was popular in comics at the time, right? And it may be one of the reasons why Batman and Robin got so hated was because everyone was lapping up the super dark kill everybody heroes that seemed to have taken over the comic book industry at the time. And thankfully, we're getting over that. Hopefully. Yeah. But some people ain't learned that lesson yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, it's so perfect that you that you made this movie you're not recommend because I, I saw this in 97 as well when it came out and I hated it then <laughs> and I hate it now. I, I have, I, I for some reason, I think I watched it within the last couple years um, and it is definitely not something that I have changed my opinion on. Unlike Batman and Robin where I'm no longer quite as down on it as I used to be. Spawn uh-huh. is, it's Spawn is garbage. It's just terrible. And the worst part is, it's not even a good representation of the garbage comic that it's based on. No. Like, even not. if you're like a fan of Spawn the comic, this is a shitty adaptation the fans of hated the comic. It. Everybody yeah. hated it. It's awful. It's awful. 
It was shot cheap. It looks cheap. It feels cheap. Yeah. And when you have the big climactic scene at the end where you're supposed to be in hell and the devil oh. looks so goddamn ridiculous you can't stand it anymore. <laughs> it looks like, like a cutscene from like a Sega Genesis game. It looks like a drawing off a peachy oh, folder from a it, from a thirteen year old. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. So that's it. That's it. We're done. We're done. We're gonna let this difference between us. We both agree it's a bad movie. It's yeah, we're, we're just playing I, it up for laughs, guys. I I bear you no ill will. I don't bear you any ill will. Good. We'll we'll be each other's Sandman. But it's good to know that when you were seventeen and I was twenty eight, we wouldn't have been friends, which I think is good <laughs> because I, you, I you didn't hang around with me. high schoolers at the time. So. So it was better for you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey, Steve. Yeah, man. Guess, guess what? Guess what's coming up? <laughs> um, I don't know what's coming up. What happens every February? The they the they have a day about love, and you That's have right. to tell people that you yep. love them. That's right. It's called Valentine's Day, and what That's we do every year at Valentine's Day, we review a uh, <laughs> we review a romantic comedy. Yeah, hey, hey, why don't you tell them some of the romantic comedies that we've done in the past? There, Steve. L- we did, we did, we did Love Actually. Oh yeah, we did. We did that one. We did Breakfast at Tiffany's. We did Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. We we did Love Story. We did Love Story. Yes, we did. We watched that movie on purpose. <laughs> so it's time for us to do one of them lovey-dovey romantic comedy movies, Steve. Oh, boy. Because we're huge fans of the genre, right? Because there are so many great films in that genre. That's right. So uh, since I don't give him a choice anymore, yeah. I decided. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the bad place. I'm not going to put Steve in the position of having to defend him liking Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Oh, so oh, so see, you've just disappointed me now because you're basically telling me we're not doing Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Do I need to give you a reason to watch Dirty Dancing? No, I'll watch it right now. Exactly. Okay. We're not here for the things you like. <laughs> this isn't just about us having a good time. But I didn't necessarily want to yes. hurt him either. Oh, I didn't want to pick another. Look, I have I had two movies, and I was going to make you do a horrible choice again. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I decided not to do that either. One oh. of them was The Notebook. Hmm. <laughs> but instead, I think there might be a romantic comedy out there that we might enjoy. Oh, this would be interesting. And I have to reach way back in the time machine to get it. Oh, boy. For a Valentine's movie. Yeah. The movie that we're going to review <laughs> is the classic romantic comedy starring Clark Gable <gasps> and Claudette Colbert. Oh, oh. Called It Happened One Night. Ah. Reaching into the vault. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we can find something decent for once and we don't have to scream our way through Valentine's Day. <laughs> what a switch. <laughs> So if you guys want to get all the jokes, I'm fairly certain you could probably find it free on YouTube at this point. I don't know. <laughs> they don't even care. <laughs> you go back and find it. Happened one night starring Clark Gable. You know, the guy your grandma masturbated to. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting that in your head, guys. <laughs> Accept it. It's probably true. Accept it. Your grandma was a teenager once, and Clark Gable was the ma- most handsome man in Hollywood for a really long time. And Grandma dug him, okay? <laughs> she dug him hard. And if you don't like that, then the the woman that your grandfather masturbated to in Cla- 
Claudette Colbert. Yeah, exactly. Okay? It's a nightmare no matter where you look. Your generation didn't invent masturbation. It's been going on for a long time. That's right. How do you think you got here? Wait. Not, not by that. That doesn't work. That doesn't work at all. Doesn't That's work not at how. All. I'm worried about you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep jerking off and I don't have any kids. Why I don't, don't understand. I have many children? I should have an army by now. <laughs> all right, that's it. Thank you guys for listening and for late seating. This has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives' Stay Cool Bird Boy. <laughs> I'm frozen. I can't. I don't have any other choice to stay frozen. It's, yeah, that's why it's funny. It's not, you are supposed to stay cool. I also, I, I'm not named after the bird. I'm named after Robin Hood, so, aren't look, I? It's, I'm oh Mr. My... Freeze, okay? That, that's your real name, F-R-E-I-S-E. Yeah, but Freeze. I also do the cold thing. Oh, I get it now. Mr. Freeze. All right, Freeze, because you freeze things. And I and... told you to stay cool after I froze you. Right, but you didn't have to tell me. You just froze me. But I, I, I make, I make little quips. I said, "Stay cool." Remember earlier when I said, when I said, "You're not putting me in the cooler." What I thought you'd want to be in a cooler because no, you I'm, can't live in a warm no, temperature. No, it's slang for jail. It's slang for what? It's slang for jail. Well, we're not going to put, put you in jail. In we're going to slammer. We're going to send you to Arkham Asylum for okay, psychiatric it, treatment. You're not going to jail. Okay, so put, we need a slightly broader interpretation of in the fact, word. We put you directly in there. No trial. Nothing. Yeah. You just go directly to Arkham Asylum. Yeah, we really need some criminal justice reform in Gotham City. Well, yeah, because the you, you do know that if they had a decent criminal justice system, Batman and Robin wouldn't need to exist in Gotham City. Yeah, yeah, and then I would be able to steal all the diamonds I need. Well, or we could just manufacture them. I think we could probably... Can you run on cubic zirconium? <laughs> I've... <laughs> I've never tried. <laughs> well, the Wayne Enterprises has a cure zirconium plant. <laughs> Can, you know, I think See, I could probably... See, one day Bruce Wayne's father said, You know what? <laughs> it may not sparkle like a diamond, but I really like cubic zirconium. <laughs> what about white sapphires? I think they would work too. <laughs> I don't even know what that's a thing. Yeah, it's like, it looks just like a diamond, but it's a lot more cheap. We need to stop. This will go on <laughs> fucking forever. Isn't Robin dead by now? <laughs> He's been frozen this whole time. Holy Cecil B. DeMille, isn't the Institute having a major charity ball today? Indeed, old chum. Tell me, Commissioner, what has happened to... Oh, Batman, what's happened to <laughs> you? Having... Oh, dear Lord, Batman a... melted on the phone. I'm having a stroke, Commissioner. <laughs> Okay. Uh, um, the, I smell toast, Commissioner. I don't. The, sorry, sorry. I think there's a typo in the line because it says, "What has happened to two upon our services?" Oh, two two. No, that's right. No, I'm <laughs> just make it make sense. You're an actor. Late seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts.
Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemmy Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Lemmy Listen. And thanks for listening.